genre. Hey guys, this is Scott. Just a heads up about this episode. We had, uh, first of all, it's late, uh, so apologies for that. Uh, but the reason is because I was trying to figure out an audio problem that we were having with Cassandra's mic for two-thirds of this, and there's about a 10-minute section around the 35-minute mark uh, where Nick's mic starts doing this weird Dalek-y thing, uh, which, <laughs> despite us talking about Daleks a lot on this show, <laughs> was uh, not intentional. So uh, I couldn't figure out a way to fix it, it's unfortunate. Uh, Cassandra sounds like she's uh, coming to us live from a sewer drain of some sort for about two thirds of it. It's not great. And those 10 minutes with Nick, uh, luckily he's not doing the recapping during that section. So it's not a lot of Nick, but it is really annoying. And I apologize, but I thought it would be better to go ahead and release it than for us to attempt to redo it and it not be we you know us not be as excited about it or whatever so uh this is just what it is and uh i apologize but we'll be back uh in just actually just a few days because this is late i want to i want to double release this week some episodes so you know that's something uh we'll be back later this week with uh, ambassadors of death and everything should be fine there so in the meantime enjoy the episode Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who, The Long Way Around, the weekly podcast where we discuss and recap every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today on the show, we'll be discussing the underwater menace, the second doctor's third story. <laughs> it made it sound like you're like, and we will be discussing the underwater menace that has been plaguing our city. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so... Do we have any news to discuss, Scott? Well, um, we do, we have a premiere date for, uh, class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be talking about, we're going to be doing, like, a special episode, uh, reviewing the first episode when that airs. So look out for that. Uh, so that's coming soon. Um, I think that's, like, October 24th. First or something like that. Well, that's right? when it premieres in the UK. Twenty second, October twenty second. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't uh, it premiere so, in America like in March or something? I it, it premieres in America the same night the Doctor Who comes back. So okay, so like un, un, question, un, question mark undecided yeah. as of yet. Yeah, that class is undeclared. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
and then oh man, there was something else that I wanted to mention, but now I forgot what it was. And I there was that cool picture of Peter Capaldi that leaked. I didn't leak; yeah. it was released. But yeah, it wasn't that. It was something. I thought it was something classic Who related. Uh, I don't remember. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna search it in news. But uh, Patrick Troughton's still alive. It turns out. Yeah, I found him. Amazing. We got our first. Um, we got our first uh, uh, details about the Christmas special. Oh, really? I haven't heard this. Yeah. Well, they said that there won't be an interim companion uh, for Doctor Who uh, for, or for the Christmas special. So, like, uh, our new companion, uh, what's her name? Frank? Bob? Yeah. What's her name? Uh, uh, Bill. 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 Bill, Bill uh, won't be uh, – her, her first episode is going to be the first episode of the next season, so not – not in uh, uh, the Christmas special. Oh, so this will be a Doctor Solo adventure. Right. It says there will be no interim companion. However, uh, the one Cartman-looking dude is going to come back. Oh, yeah. Um, home, homeboy from uh, from Little Britain. Right. Oh, uh, that really guy's coming back. Dude. Yep. The one I hate. Yeah. 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 He's coming back for the Christmas special. The roommate and- from Bridesmaids. And the Christmas special will apparently involve a superhero. Oh, yeah. Whatever that means. Do we have a title? No. No what title. It's literally, the doctor meets Batman. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Has the doctor ever met a superhero before? Yes, yes. but no spoilers on to when that happens. Okay. Uh, not I counting backs. I want you right not counting pecs, uh, but I, I I don't want to spoil it for you because I want you to I want you to experience it as I did, which was okay. by complete surprise. So good, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's what's going on there. I I cannot remember. I I can't find this classic Who news that I thought I saw. Um, is this is this going to be the first? Hmm. I'm trying to think of Doctor Who Christmas specials. Without. Oh, and and Justin Chatwin is playing the superhero. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Goku oh. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Mister. <laughs> yeah. Goku. Shameless. Um, what if it is Goku? What if? Oh, oh my god! If, what if Moffat is just this closet, like massive fan of the Dragon Ball Evolution <laughs> movie? I'm Goku. I would I would slow clap. <laughs> Goku. <laughs> oh wow. Oh man. Hit Hitfix Hitfix's uh Hitfix's headline for this is uh it actually it literally it it says what did it say? Hold on. It changed when I clicked on it. Um, it says uh, it really sounds like Batman might be in the Doctor Who Christmas special. Uh, Justin Chatwin would make a terrible Batman. Well, it's not going to be like Batman. It'd be a good Nightwing. What if? Oh my God! What if? What if like? It's like this crazy, crazy thing where the Christmas special ends up being like Lego Doctor Who. 
Shut up. Let me say. <laughs> oh, like it's all animated? Yeah, and it's like Lego Batman. Oh, Lego Goku. And then you just like, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Kamehameha, right? Uh, well, if if we are in, if we if we are exploring the possibilities of, of Doctor Who meeting meeting Son Goku, there are a couple of really strong story possibilities. It could be about the Doctor trying to save the planet of Vegeta. <laughs> um, which of course would mean that he would be might have to go toe to toe with Lord Frieza, <laughs> which would be incredible. Um. Oh, man. <laughs> or he could also, I guess the other, the, the the other biggest planet, I guess, would be Namek. So we could travel to Namek and meet, like, Master Guru, I think was his name. Remember that big fat Namek guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's some kind of superhero. I... I assume it has some sort something to do with like if if I had to guess based on the little bit of detail that we have, it's gonna be something where it's like some kid wishes that his you know action figure is real because his dad is dead or something, and then it's typical Christmas stuff. Yeah, like the action figure comes to life and it's Justin Chatwin, and it's just Justin Chatwin action figure comes to life, right? <laughs> I assume it's going to be something like that. I don't know. I, w- I wish my Robbie from War of the Worlds action figure was real. Apparently, the <laughs> apparently the the script for the Christmas special made um, uh, what's his name cry the uh, the the other Sherlock guy. Oh, Gatus. Yeah, Gatus. Gatus cried on a train because that's loved- apparently the only time that. Gatus or Moffat read scripts at all or when they're on a train. Every time they talk about having read a script, they're like, so I was on the train. I think that's the I most just picture Mark like living on a train. <laughs> yeah. Hello. He's got like a he's got like an office on his train. On the yeah, train. He's, he's, yeah, he's got like a little like a, I think like they've a, actually like, talked about it before. I think they do treat train rides as like an office. Like they get on a train and then they just ride it back and forth for the day. What? Sounds awesome. We should do that, I, Scott. Yeah, I know. Well, we've talked about that before, I think. Oh, man. We've, oh. we've talked about doing that before. LA doesn't have public transport, though. That's true. What if Mark Gatiss just turns out, it's like, I love Dragon Ball Z and the way that Steven wrote Goku was. That's, there's nothing funnier than the idea of a Doctor Who Dragon Ball Z crossover. <laughs> what, if, what if Dragon Ball Evolution was just really huge in England and it was just they like... They loved it. Oh my god. It's it, like Goku is like the new Paddington bear over there. Oh my god. <laughs> Daddy, get me a Goku doll. <laughs> uh, anyway, um... Yeah, I can't. I can't. uh, It was something. It was something I heard. I don't. I don't remember what it is. So I'll just have to save it for next week, I guess. But uh, yeah. So I just love the idea of Margatus and like and like a smoking jacket and like an easy chair, sipping brandy and just watching Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mm. We'll be taking out the Ginyu Force in this episode. 
Uh, I just, I love that joke, that Dragon Ball Z joke of it's just like, it'll take like Goku like six episodes to charge his power. Oh, totally. No, it's the worst. And he just, he just screams the whole time. So it'll be like, previously on Dragon Ball Z, uh... Yeah. Today on Dragon Ball Z. Ah, next time on Dragon Ball Z. Ah. Yeah. Uh, the worst was when um, my mom would be like, you know, Nick, you have to get your homework done. I'm like, Mom, I can't. It's Dragon Ball Z. Like, okay, you can watch Dragon Ball Z today, but you can't watch it tomorrow. And then, you know, it would just be a freaking power up episode the whole time. And then I'd be like, no. And, and then I would miss the next episode, which would be when they would actually like punch something. <laughs> Uh, your honestly, mom wouldn't let you read your wouldn't let you watch your stories. Yeah, no. Nah, well, I had to choose because you know Toonami would just air everything in a block, so I would have to choose because the Dragon Ball Z was always like the last one. Yeah, Sailor Moon was always the first. My dad used to come home from work. No, every it, was, day. it was it was because there was four, mm-hmm. and it was Sailor Moon. I don't remember what the second thing was, and then it was Dragon Ball Z because the last one was always reboot. Oh, it was always reboot. God, that was weird. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the I feel like it was interchangeable because like later on it would be like Yu Yu Hakusho, which I was right. also really interested in. Right, uh, that was Re- post Sailor Moon, though I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rioni yeah. Riona Kenshin. Right, remember that one? No, like that redhead, was past my time. It's like a redheaded samurai. Nope, past my time. Mm. I was in that. I was in that Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, uh, reboot era. Sailor Moon would always be on right as my dad would come home from work. Of course. And, and he would always like open the door and be like, guys, I'm home. And you just see his, his young son on the floor watching Sailor Moon. And he'd be like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what's happening. <laughs> I want to be right. Sailor Mercury, dad. <laughs> well, today on the show... <laughs> Uh, we will be discussing <laughs> Doctor Who, and it will be an episode titled "The Underwater Menace." Uh, but we got some we got some background on this episode. So, can we end this uh, episode with the Dragon Ball Z music? I have. Uh, I okay. So the so the first thing is that uh, "Underwater Menace" is uh, written by Jeffrey Orm and directed by Julia Smith, one of the very few female directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, to ever ever work on the show, and uh, what do you mean ever? Yeah. So uh, Jeffrey Orm had never written for Doctor Who before, and this script, which was originally called Under the Sea, and then eventually turned into a story called The Fish People, and then finally The Underwater Menace. Uh, but he, they asked him to write an episode. Uh, he pitched this episode. This was actually the last script he ever wrote as a professional screenwriter before retiring and then uh, dying in 78, so about 10 years later. Huh. Um. So, okay. So what happened was there was like a lot of like rejiggering with the directors because – Hugh David, who went on to direct The Highlanders, uh, he was originally slated to direct this story, but he read the script and he said that it was literally impossible <laughs> to make this story on the budget of Doctor Who. And so he refused to make it. Uh, so they gave him The Highlanders instead, which was like way more up his alley. <laughs> 
Uh, so they did the Highlander. He did the Highlanders and they pushed uh, this story to the third story. Um, and then uh, gave it to Ju- Julia Smith. Well, Julia Smith was going to direct the next story, which was called The Imps. But then The Imps got canceled. So then they bumped her up to direct uh, this story. So she she directs this story and a couple of things that were during all of this uh nonsense there was some uh there were some other changes because one of the big ones was that Jamie McCrimmon was introduced in the Highlanders and they decided to make him a full-time companion uh and so the script had to be rewritten to include Jamie in it which is why Jamie doesn't do a whole lot uh, in this story, um, not a whole lot. It's it's mostly Ben and Polly doing things, uh, and Jamie like kind of just commenting on the things that everyone else is doing, uh, saying Highlander which, things, which is which is great. That's that's great, a Jamie. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I love when Jamie does things, but I also love when Jamie comments on things more yeah, than Starkey anything. Jamie is the best. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, so. Very last minute, Jamie was brought on board as a full-time companion. And when he was brought on board as a full-time companion and they rewrote the story with Jamie, everyone loved Jamie and everything that he was doing in this script. And they were like, you know what we don't need? (laughs) We don't need Polly. Uh, We don't need Polly. She's not working. Let's get her out of here. She's not interesting in the way that uh, the way that Jamie is. So they were going to get rid of Polly and then they realized that if they get rid of Polly, Ben literally has nothing to do because right. the only thing that he ever does is protect and or rescue Polly. Uh, so they're going to get rid of both of them. Um, very short-lived companions, these two. Uh, yeah, they're kind of the Jan and Jaina of Doctor Who companions. Well, they – they because they did like what? Two or three stories with Hartnell? I think so. Yeah. So like they I think they end up only doing like five or six stories like total. It's really crazy. Yeah. So Jamie um, really kind of he really kind of poochied the 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 show for a little bit. A little bit, except that he doesn't go back to his home planet. He he stays around. So kind of like a reverse poochie. Yeah. In fact, he he ends up being involved in the doctor going back to his home planet. Um oh. <laughs> eventually. Um uh, so, yeah, so that was the plan. And then the other thing was that uh, they planned on they, – they they decided with this story that they wanted to redo the title sequence. And uh, they were hoping to have it done for this story, uh, but they didn't. And they actually don't end up having finishing it until the Macra Terror, which is like two stories from now. Um, so, yeah, so that's – that's that's all interesting as far as like the uh, production goes. And then when it was broadcast, this what this story is really funny. So it was broadcast on January fourteenth, and it got they got an angry letter. BBC got an angry letter for the first story mm. uh, from a Mrs. N. Safford of the National Society for the Welfare of Children in Hospitals. Oh, God! So the NSWCH. Yeah. 
and she was concerned that the sight of Polly undergoing an operation to turn her into a fish person would scare children with upcoming surgeries who might think that they would also risk waking up to find themselves transformed into monsters. What? Hmm. Yeah. She was like, if children watch this and are going into surgery, they'll think that they'll wake up and be fish people. I see it started to make sense because like, you know, so in the episode, there's a, you know, the, the Atlanteans are like trying to force Polly and they they have like a needle up to her arm. Right, right. We'll talk about it. Yeah, sure. And Polly's like whimpering. And I can kind of see like, oh, you know, little kids will see how scared Polly is and get scared about, about, about needles. Like I can kind of, I don't agree with that, but I can kind of see the sense in that. Right. But the idea that, that British children would assume that any operation <laughs> will turn them into fish people. <laughs> it just seems a little bit, a little bit sensitive to me. Yeah. No, no, no offense to this more than likely long dead woman that I'm, I'm sure did terrific work for British children. Uh, right. But yeah, that's a little silly. Uh, this was also the in, during the production of this story, uh, they used to have a two week window where they would record an episode. They would film an episode and then two weeks later it would air hmm. uh, due to like some like studio stuff. Uh, they had to push back filming of the first episode by a week, which meant that this began the one week window God. production time for the That's show. Oh. Yeah. So they would start filming it the week before it aired. That's messed uh, up. Which is crazy. It's like South Park level. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that happened. This is also the last story to feature the Dr. Stovepipe hat. And uh, Troughton's costume in general uh, was reined in in this episode. Hmm. Uh, it was much more uh, like baggy and big. And then they, they sort of like pulled all that back uh, with this story because they just felt that it was too clownish. Um, and so they, they sort of like, I, I assume like hemmed his costume to make it better fitted hmm. with this story. So, yeah. uh, we should so we should preface all this with saying that the the first episode, the first part of this story is was lost in the fire. We actually can't see the first episode. Yeah. So so that was the other thing that I wanted to mention was that this story has a weird background as far as um that as far as like what what you're talking about. So uh, essentially, what happened with this story is yeah, this is one of the stories that suffered from. The thing where the BBC would go and they would erase, erase and reuse old tapes of old episodes of Doctor Who because they just thought, why would anyone ever want to watch any of these ever again? <laughs> um, so uh, three of the episodes were taped over and only episode three existed for like 50, 40 years, something like that. Um, and then a few years ago, they found episode two. Uh, in like Africa or something like that. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. The, the big, that big, like, like discovery from a few years ago. Right. So they found episode two. Well, what happened was basically that 
around that time, they had commissioned when they found the episodes or found found episode two, they commissioned one of the animation companies to animate episodes one and four. And they animated the entirety of episode one and started on episode four. And then the BBC decided they didn't want to do it and wouldn't pay them for the rest of it. What? And then they wouldn't give them the completed episode until they paid for the rest of four, which the BBC refused to do. And now there is there is an animated version of episode one somewhere in the ether. It exists, but BBC is refusing to pay for it and uh, doesn't want to finish production on the fourth one. And so it was just released with um, episodes two and three and then two reconstructions for episodes one and four. Uh, And that's it. So so it was. It was being attempted to be animated at one point. And I, I think part of it was that the BBC was like, we're paying too much for this and it sucks. Like from what I understand, <laughs> the animation isn't good. Mm. Um, like it's it's like one of the worst animation houses that they've went to for these uh, reconstruction animations. And so they weren't happy with how it turned out. And that's why they were refusing to pay. Uh, for at the budget that they were quoted by this animation studio because uh, they mm. didn't think that the work warranted the cost. Yeah. And, and it was a really good game of Arsenal that night. Between but, Arsenal. But then, and then they don't have the budget to redo it, so we don't get it now. Huh. Yeah. So. It's lost. So there Somewhere you go. in space between spaces. Lost again. Good old underwater menace. Uh, so I'll say this before we dive into episode one. Um, I I was always told that the underwater menace was a bad story. By who? I think you know who. Oh. And. Um, okay, so. It's phenomenal. Like, <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> So much. It's, it's, it's got not. Life. It's got not one, but two mad scientists. Two mad scientists. Two mad scientists. You got the. You've got. Oh, you've, yeah. you've got Professor Crazy Eyes, and then okay. you've got. You've got the. But like you've got. You've got uh, Doctor Eyebrows. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Eyebrows and Crazy Eyes. Uzo Aduba. Yeah. Aww. Put them together and you have the 12th Doctor. Hey, hey God, Uzo and Dubu would be a great Doctor. To be fair, though, like, because for a really, really long time, only the third episode existed. And that's what you kind of judge an F, like a reconstruction by. Uh-huh. And like the third episode is very, very, very silly. And it's, you know, it's a third episode. So nothing really happened. Oh, it's so entertaining, though. Uh, but I, I don't know. I love the story. It's it's in so bad it's good territory for me. Uh, uh-huh. And not a lot of classic Who stories do that for me. Like either they're like really really bad or they're like they're okay or they're really good. So this one's kind of it's so silly that I can forgive it. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um. 
I really, really love this. So let's let's talk about uh, why don't you break down episode one for us, Cass? Okay. Break it down. Break, 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 break. So, James. Oh wait, no, that's not. That's the wrong one. Sorry. I meant to be like. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, so <laughs> nobody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, a conversation <laughs> off mic. <laughs> we're referencing uh House of Pain's jump around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As featured prominently in the uh the film Bridget Jones' Baby. Yes. And now you're up to speed. Uh, <laughs> anyway. It's British. Mm-hmm. House of Pain's Irish. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. But Jamie's <laughs> Scottish. Yes. Yeah. Um, he sure is. It's kind of his defining characteristic. I guess I, I you know, what's funny is uh, obviously he is, but I, <laughs> for whatever <laughs> reason, I never associate him with, with Scottish. I associate with him with the Highlands and Highlander and like that specific thing sure which feels like a different thing than like because like i've i've never associated him with uh with 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 karen gillen well no like she's, with amy pond she's like modern scottish and jamie's like yeah, she's right. like modernized scotland right right but like you know everyone is always like oh like 12 has the scottish accent because amy pond but you know maybe it's because of jamie McCriven. it's actually yeah right? that's weird that we never well it's probably because Jamie is a much more obscure part of Whovian lore than than Amy. As far as in New Who is concerned. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like much more, much. I mean, I mean new, new, new Whovians have no idea that the doctor once had like a weird, like raps, like Scottish rapscallion Highlander boy, like living yeah. in the TARDIS for a few Whovians, who, New Whovians have no idea that the the man that they're all lusting over in Outlander is based on Jamie McCrimmon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I have no idea who that is. Oh. Well, there you go. Anyway. Um, so, Jamie's in the TARDIS, uh, like fresh off of our Scottish Highland adventure. Um, Brand spanking new new car smell companion. Yeah. He has no idea what a car is. He's like, what's going on? And they're like, well, we're traveling through space and time. And he's like, I'm from the 1700s. I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, oh. I don't know what <laughs> those things are. Yeah. So they they land. Um, okay, I I all right. So I specifically wrote that moment in my notes because mm-hmm. it is it is I love it for two reasons. One, I love that they say land. We're we're about to land, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't know what that means in the context of the TARDIS, like because it just appears. So, like, whenever I think of the TARDIS, I think of it arriving, not landing, really. Mm-hmm. Like, the only time that I can think of it, like, landing is in 11th Hour. Right. Where it, like, crash lands. Um, But I like that they use the phrase land because it's still, like, early days, and so they don't know how to word it properly. Because um, they don't know how to describe what it is that it's doing. Can you imagine how 
much more difficult everything about the show would be if he had to land it like physically every time. <laughs> I know. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then the other thing that I love about about that phrase is that when Ben says, oh, we're about to land, Jamie goes, land? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> because he wouldn't know what landing means. Right. It doesn't, they don't. He doesn't have a word for that. Like you don't, you don't land a, like a ship, like an actual like ocean vessel. Right. You would dock it. Right. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. yeah land ho. I guess would have some kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, I just. I like like what, they're just like land as a verb. What? We're about to air. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> and like at a certain point, Jamie just gives up. He's just like, I'm just. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just. I'm here. Let's go. He's like, I'm not drunk <laughs> enough for this right now. I'll just um, did you guys which reconstruction did you guys watch for episode one? Um, I watched the one that I found on uh, Daily Motion. <laughs> what did you watch, the, Nick? I watched the one that you found on Daily Motion, Scott. The the you the the YouTube one or the Daily Motion one for part one? The Daily Motion one, not the animated uh. one. Not the animated one. Not the dang it. Neither of you watched the animated one. No. Oh man. Did you? It's so. It was so good. Uh, uh yeah, it did. It was really good. Well, so what they did was they t- they take the still images and they take the backgrounds, like photographs of the backgrounds, and then they take the still images of the people and they move them around the backgrounds. <laughs> And it's really great. Like it made the first story so much better because it was like it was really entertaining to watch. And this guy has made a bunch of them. His name's uh, Josh Swears. And he he's made like a bunch of Doctor Who reconstructions in this style. And they're really fun to watch. Like and and he would do things where um, he would film stuff. And then use that. So like the part where the doctor like finds that rock and he was like, oh, this rock, it's like made of lava or magma or whatever. Yeah. Like he filmed uh, himself wearing like a doctor jacket, like like getting down and like picking up a rock and looking at the rock. That's cool. And it's just like – it's just – I don't know. It like adds something to it. It's, awesome. it's Yeah, it's good. Like it's really good. I'm sad that neither of you guys watched that part one. I kept telling you to. The, um, jerks. <laughs> I only had time to watch it all the way through once. Um, the the one that I saw on Daily Motion kind of did elements of that. Um, like when they're above the shark pit, it kind of like tilts a little um, later. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's like some stock footage of like some stuff. And like s- some of the... There's, like, these weird, silly, like, animations. Like, so if there's, like, a fire, there's just, like, moving fire. And so it was a little more dynamic than the the initial one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, this one was, uh, this one was really dynamic. There's cool. a bit where they're, so, so when they're on the rocks, when they're on the cliffs, and then Polly sees something. Uh, first of all, the the them being on the cliffs, like it's just a an image, a still image of like cliffs, and then you just see like these tiny like the, these tiny like pictures of the characters just sort of like rocking back and forth up the cliff <laughs> and awesome. then down 
and just like kind of like wobble walking like that's so funny it's so it's really cute so so then when polly sees the thing and she's like look you just see they just use this image of a fish person like waving and it's just like it just like crosses the corner of the screen <laughs> like just kind of like pokes out and goes back underwater and and, he, and ben's like what and she's like look i i saw something and then it does it again she's like i saw it again that's so funny it's it's really great. Uh, I recommend watching a few minutes of it just to okay. just to see. Yeah, definitely yeah. will. Because um, I think that's the challenge with a lot of these reconstructions. Like, it really depends on which one you watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Have this guy does a really good job. I'm going to watch any reconstructions he has from now on. I think. Yeah, I'll have to watch them in the future. Yeah. In the uh, future. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the, <laughs> the the TARDIS lands and they're on this this island um, and they kind of you know poke about and they start exploring and they climb up this hill and the doctor's like oh I'm looking looking at rocks um, and Polly gets tired easily she like sees something and then she gets tired um, so she, well she's a lady yeah yeah I guess. <laughs> She's just going to chill out while the boys do boy things. Um, and they leave her uh, next to these, like a, I don't know, like halfway up this hill. Um, and it's by these caves. And she finds um, a bracelet. And she's like, oh, that, that's weird. Um, and she kind of think, thinks that it's weird enough. So she starts exploring the cave. Um, and she sees this... Uh, these robed dudes and she screams and hollers and Jamie and Ben are like, Oh, a woman. And so they, <laughs> they like turn back and run back down the hill. Um, and they, they can't find Polly. And then all of a sudden they're ambushed by more robed figures who <laughs> them and put them in this, this tiny room and Polly's all tied up and they're just like, what, what's going on? What's going on? We don't know what to do. And then the door opens and the doctor's thrown in. <laughs> so they're pretty thorough. Oh. Like, I don't know. They're really thorough with their capturing. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they, we wonder, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, so the, uh, our four time travelers, are in this tiny room and the room starts to descend uh, like an elevator and then they basically can't breathe anymore and they're like gassed. Um, so they are unconscious. And then they wake up later in a compression chamber and I don't know what that is, um, but they are like, oh, it's a compression chamber. Um, and the doctor's like, oh, I wonder when we are, which I like the phrasing of because um, it's not where, it's when. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I I like that too because I don't. They don't ever answer that question, do they? I think it's because well, she she says the seventies, right? It's sometime after nineteen seventy because they find that bracelet from the Mexican Olympics, right? Oh, okay. Um, and so that like they have this conversation, and uh, but they never really confirm anything. Mm-hmm. It's like we know. It's like we have like a we we have like a we have a, a, a time stamp. It's like it's sometime after this. Yeah. Right. Um. 
So this this guard comes in and and Polly starts speaking all these different languages at him, trying to interact with him. And she tries like French and German and Spanish and stuff. And he's just kind of standing there. And Jamie tries Gaelic. And I guess that's the final straw because the guard just kind of brandishes the spear. And they're just like, oh, I'll keep walking. Um, so they they end up in this this dining room area and they're given this food uh, made of plankton. Yeah, and the doctor's about it. Yeah, he's super into it, but everyone's just like, oh, plankton, that's weird. He's like, he's like an anime character eating bread. He's like, yeah. just... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, no, which kind of made me, I would like a future doctor to enjoy eating. Oh, well, I don't know. I think Trouton, Trouton and Pertwee are like super into eating. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely partly. Because, like, it seems like all the modern doctors have had very picky palates, and it would be nice for a doctor to just totally be, like, an anime protagonist and just, like, love all food. Well, mm-hmm. that's funny you mentioned that, because we're talking about Troughton, though, because, like, when he comes back into Doctors with the sixth Doctor, he just... There's a there's a plot point where he's just literally eating. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, they they eat their plankton and this guard uh, shows up <laughs> and he's he's kind of mean to this serving girl and she, her name yeah. is Era um, and the doctor's like hey that's not very nice and the guard's just like eh, shrug um, and this, quality in Atlantis <laughs> the, this priest shows up and he's like oh our god uh, prophesied visitors falling from the sky and. You are awesome. And you think it's going to be like this, this Rodel Dorado kind of like. Yeah, I, I was be... I was hardcore feeling like an Aztec vibe from like. Yeah, but then uh, just kidding. They're going to sacrifice them. So <laughs> they they all get dragged away and the doctor's like, oh, but I have something important I need to say. And he was just like, OK, say it before you die. Um, sure. And the doctor kind of pulls this name out of nowhere and I don't. I I don't understand how, but it, it was from the food. Oh, so this okay. So this the, the pro- guy the guy who made the food he recognized the food. That's so weird. Um, yeah. so this Professor Zaroff guy, uh, I guess the doctor is like chilled with him before. Uh, so the <laughs> priest is just like, oh, how do you know Professor Zaroff? And he's just like, yeah, food, I guess. Um, oh, we're bros. We're old bros. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke me out once. <laughs> so the priest the priest is like, okay, cool, but you're still gonna die. Um so the doctor's kind of frantically kind of bargaining for his life and he's like, Well, will you at least send a note to him? And the priest is like, No. Um so the doctor kind of smuggles this note with this uh this serving girl that he was nice to and he's like, Hey, will you send this to Zaroff before I die? Um, so they are now, uh, they're led to this, this temple area, which has these four stone slabs over like a shark pit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, think of the most James Bond thing. Yeah. It's literally that. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible that these Atlanteans, like that's how they sacrifice people is like evil James Bond villains. And their base is in a volcano. 
Like I don't yeah. I don't I feel like that can't be ignored. But it's not active anymore. No, but it's still in a volcano. And and the villain is a mad scientist and they're trying to kill our heroes by throwing them into a into a a, a vat of sharks. I think that's like the coolest way to like go though, like in a pit of sharks in the middle of a volcano. Um, he's also he also references in passing that he is in possession of an octopus. Yeah, yeah. He has a pet octopus. So I'm about this guy. <laughs> he's just a full. Everyone here is just there's like this. This story has like seven Bond villains. It's it's awesome. Oh, it's amazing because there's like because there's like okay so there's. There's Dr. Bushy Eyebrows, there's Professor Crazy Eyes, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's Priest Go- uh, Goatee Face, there's the, uh, the mayor, the whatever king, right? that guy, yeah. whatever his, whatever his deal is. And then there's the, the wet, wetsuit swishy walk. Uh, <laughs> and like, they're all Bond villains and it's amazing. My favorite thing. I love this story. <laughs> I love this story. Um, so they they are on Ben, Polly, and Jamie are all on these stone slabs, and they're kind of slowly tilting into the water. And the doctor is also tied up, and you know he's just like, "Don't don't freak out!" And Polly's screaming, and Jamie's <laughs> no. like trying not to die, and the doctor's like, "Chill!" And Polly just keeps, yeah. <laughs> Um, and the the serving girl Ara Ara Ara. It's usually it's usually Um, long R, so I'd say Ara. Uh, so she goes to this mysterious professor's uh, lab, and she gets stopped, and she runs into uh crazy eyebrows, as Scott has called him. Uh, I guess his name (laughs) is Damon. Um. This this creepy doctor guy. Um, so she's like, "Hey, I have a note for uh, Professor Zaroff," and he's just like, "Oh, give me that." And so he like reads it, and it says, "Vital secret will die with me." Period. Dr. Period. W. Which is a pretty intense note to get. Yeah. Also, he signs his name Doctor Who. Doctor W. <laughs> or is that a clue to his name? Um. No. I- it, early on in the show, like they just he's referred to as Doctor Who. Remember uh, Doctor Who in an exciting adventure with the Daleks? I'll never forget it. And Doctor Who and the Silurians. Yes. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. So they're still in this. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. They're still in the the um, the time period where they don't know what they're doing yet. I think it'd be cool if his name after all this time we like find out that his name was like Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's Wayne. world. Yeah. Dr. Wayne. <laughs> um, Dr. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Bushy Eyebrows gives the, the note to uh, Professor Crazy Eyes, and he's like, stop everything. Um, and he wants to talk to the doctor, and he's like, so what's this secret? And the doctor's like, uh, well, untie my friends and don't feed them to sharks, and I'll tell you. And he's like, all right, do the thing. Um, and they, the doctor kind of, like, butters this guy up, 
and he's just like, "Oh, you're the greatest scientist, and you faked your death, and blah blah blah." All this oh my god, stuff. that that scene where they're like laughing together is my favorite thing. Um, they're in the temple though, right? Still in front of all these people and the sharks. Or did yeah, they, yeah, and they're just like manically laughing together. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So that then Zarov's just like, okay, well, you know, thanks for stroking my ego, but. You got to die now. So what's your secret? And the doctor's like, eh, I don't have one. I just want to talk to you. And Zara's like, oh, ballsy. Am, well, you got You can live. My like, name is so, Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the doctor goes to talk with Zara more and Jamie and Ben and Polly all got, get sent to uh, this bushy eyebrows guy. So Jamie and Ben get sent to the mines because they're manly men that like to dig in the dirt um and this this creepy guy like he shows polly uh i guess they're like looking out a window and there's these weird fish people and he's like yeah they they have plastic gills so they can farm plankton for our food and polly's like oh that's really cool and he's like man you're taking this news really well and she's like what news and he's like oh you're gonna be a fish person so she like freaks out that's so um, british children that go to the doctor yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so meanwhile the doctor and Zaroff are talking and the doctor figures out that they are in Atlantis uh as you do and so Zaroff's like yeah so these crazy Atlanteans I told them that I was going to raise their city for me and they allowed me to practice science haha they're stupid um and Meanwhile, uh, Ara comes in and she's like, hey, doctor, uh, crazy guy's going to turn your friend into a fish person. And the doctor's like, oh, you should stop that. I'm talking. And she, the doctor kind of sends her back. And then Polly is like in a hospital robe and she's like strapped to like not strapped to a table, but she's being like restrained. And there's like this big needle and he's just like, oh, you know. You'll wake up and you'll be a fish person, and then that's how the episode ends. Yeah, this there's a lot of uh, of Polly in distress. There's a lot of companion in distress in this episode. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of that. Um. Okay. So part two. Yes. First of all, uh, one of the things that I really like about our director here mm -hmm. is that typically the go-to move Whoa. with the cliffhangers what you just uh you're you uh you kind of jumped out at me vocally oh sorry <laughs> um the go-to move with the um with the with the cliffhangers is that uh you re just repeat the stuff that happened at the end of the previous episode yes. at the beginning of the next mm -hmm. episode you basically just showed the cliffhanger again and then resolve it. What I like about uh, what I like about what Ju what 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 was, what was her name Ju Julia Juliet Julia Julia yeah Julia Smith. What what I like about what Julia Smith does is that she always picks up the cliffhanger from a different place. Yeah. Um. Where if if she's forced to repeat the cliffhanger. She'll do it from a different angle so that it it's not the same thing again, uh, which I really, really respect a lot. And so right from here, this story starts with uh, with with Dr. Eyebrows 
uh, pulling the syringe and then going to jab the syringe into Polly's arm, which he looks like like a like a like a like a serial killer doctor in like a bad haunted house. Yeah, because he's not. He's just grab holding her arm and then is going to stab the syringe in her arm. Like he's not doing like what you're actually supposed to do with a syringe. Yeah, it's very like the reanimator. Yeah, it's really it's really silly. Like no one taught him how to use this. Looks like he's on he looks like he's going to be like on the bo- on like the cover of a box of cereal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh the lights are flickering and he's like, oh, that's that's weird, but it's fine. I'm going to stab. Th- I'm going to stab this. And then I'm, and then the the helpers are helping him hold it down. And then he, it flickers some more. And he's like, ah, you know what? I just I'm not going to be able to concentrate f- until I figure out what is going on with these lights. So I, I, I'm going to go figure this bugging out. Me. Yeah. And he's like, you guys, you guys, you watch, you watch her. I'll be back. We'll turn her into a fish and then we'll get drinks later. It'll be fine. So, so he leaves to go figure out what's causing that. Um, and then basically, Professor uh, Professor uh, uh, Crazy Eyes, he uh, Zaroff or Zaroff, he he is basically outlining what his plan is because he said that he was allowed to practice science in Atlantis as long as he was able to raise. Uh, Atlantis and the doctor's looking at the blueprints of Atlantis and it's just like um dude this place is way too big like there's no way that you're going to be able to lift this out of the water and he's like you're right that's why I'm going to drain the water and I'm going to lower the water level and then it will appear as if I've raised Atlantis, but really I'm just lowering the water. And he's like, cool, cool, yeah. How are you going to do that exactly? And Zara's like, yeah, so there's uh, there's the crust. And, uh, and the doctor's like, yeah, that's like 100 miles. And he's like, yeah. So we're going to drill through the crust, and then we're going to put the water below that. And he's like, I don't think that's going to work. And he's like, hmm. I think you might be wrong. And the, and, and the doctor's like, no, like if you did that, it would like, it would just destroy the planet. I mean, it would like crack the planet in half and everything would be terrible and it would be all your fault. And he's like, ah, it would be, but I would be the greatest scientist of all time. And he's like, I don't, I don't know if that really, if that logic, I'm not following your logic there, pal. And he's like, he's like, no. So if I destroy the planet and I'm responsible and there's no more scientists, that makes me the best scientist. And I was like, I don't, I'm not, that seems weird to me. I don't know if I like that thought process. He's like, well, I don't really care what you like. I'm going to be the best scientist that's ever lived. He's like, okay, well, uh, all right. So he starts backing away because – Eyebrows comes in to demand what's going on with the flickering lights. Doctor backs away to this machine and he overhears that he's doing surgery on Paul and he's like, okay, so I got to figure out how to save Polly. So he, he yanks something out of a machine, which causes, cuts the power. And they both look at him when it happens and he gives him this look like he gives them sort of like a who me face. 
<clears throat> it's like this innocent who me face, but it's it's so over the top. It's just like why are you looking at me? I'm just a baby. <laughs> like it's it's really over the top. Because he's still holding the the thing. Like yeah, the, he's still holding the part that he pulled off. It's so funny. Oh my god, it's so funny. And uh, and and so then uh, the lights go out on Polly. And she's in the dark. The two guys like run off because they're trying to figure out why the lights went out. Uh, and then one of the one of the helpers, she runs over to Polly. It was like, "Here, I'll I'll help you get out." And then they they run off together. And then the professor and the and the surgeon dude are like confronting the doctor. And the doctor's like, "I don't, I didn't I I don't know. It was an accident. It just fell off." <laughs> and and the doctor's like, "You're." I don't even have I don't even have patience for this because you're you're lying so poorly. Like you you sir are no baby. You are not a baby. <laughs> then he walks away. And the doctor's like, but I am a baby. <laughs> uh and then, and then the, the professor's just like, ah, clever you. I'm gonna destroy the planet. And the doctor's like, we really gotta talk about this. Um so then Basically, we 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 go down into the mines where they're drilling the hole, and Ben and Jamie meet these two guys named Sean and Jacko, and uh, they are there's like a dictator like foreman guy who like doesn't doesn't like really he like overworks all of them and everything, and what what you find out is basically that these guys are like finding. Uh, just like randos like that they that just like wash up in like crashed ships and stuff and they just steal these randos and put them to work like make them slaves for atlantis um and so these two guys are like two of those like slaves or whatever and so they're they're like working and uh jamie and ben are like helping them out or whatever and they're going to use uh a compass they have this compass and they're going to use it to break out of the mines and uh, that's what that's what Ben and Jamie are doing while all this other stuff is going on. Uh, so then, uh, let's see. Man, a lot of stuff happens in this sto- this episode. Um, <laughs> because he would be the best at science. Oh man, he wins. What? It's just he wins because everyone else is dead, as it should be. Uh, best villain plotline ever, I think. Um, so let's see. So, so, okay. So Troughton does this thing where, uh, to get away from Professor Crazy Eyes, he's like, he's like, hey, have I shown you this? And the guy's like, what? He's like, well, yeah. So like when you do this, right. And then you do this and he's like, this happens. And then there's smoke and then he runs away. Um, he dumps a Which vial is, into another vial, and then he's like, "Bye." <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a trout move. Like that's like I feel like that's his like defining characteristic as the Doctor is like he does these little distraction games, mm-hmm. um, like like playing the cards, you know, and just stuff like that. Like he's always doing little things where he just does like a little thing and makes a distraction instead of like blowing up a building or something. He just does sort of like a, Oh, look over there. And then he just runs. Um, which is, uh, my favorite thing about Trout. And I love that. 
Um, so then uh, Troughton's, Troughton's out and about, and uh, he fo- he's following the, the wetsuit waddle guy uh, and through the caves. And then uh, wetsuit waddle guy walks off, and Troughton puts on, like, some slickers, like a like black – like a black like raincoat like slicker and then and then a, a hat like a fisherman hat but it's all black and uh and he hides from the priest and the and the 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 doctor dude it's the doctor dude right it's not the professor is it yeah it's the um the crazy surgeon guy yeah yeah eyebrows yeah so so eyebrows and the priest guy come down and and the and he's like yeah we got to find we got to find that doctor dude he like ran off and uh, the doctor's like hiding behind some rocks, and uh, and and he runs into the the one of the helper ladies, and he's like, okay, so they're looking for Polly, and and the priest guy's looking for me. Can you tell the uh, the the eyebrows? Can you tell eyebrows that like you found Polly and like lead him somewhere so I can talk to the priest guy alone? And she's like, sure, I've never met you before, and then walks off. No, that's the same say. girl that's been helping him the whole time. Wait, I thought she was helping Polly. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, I saved Polly. And he's like, I have another thing for you to do. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. fair enough. Um, so he go, she goes and uh, gets eyebrows out of there. And then uh, he goes in, uh, and, and talks to uh, the priest guy. And the priest guy at first is going to like run off and tell somebody that he found the doctor, even though he was like the one that was looking for him. Um, and he's like, no, 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 listen to me. The professor guy's crazy. He wants to blow up the planet. He's like, ah, that seems weird. And he's like, no, it's serious. You don't trust him, right? No. Well, I don't trust him. Okay. He's like, so we should trust each other. And they're like, yeah, I guess that checks out. <laughs> so they're buds now. Um, and, uh, he takes him into another room and he's like, yeah, he, he's like, okay, so like, here's what I wear as a priest. Now you put it on and Troughton puts it on and he's very excited about cosplaying as a priest, as an Atlantis priest. And he puts it on and he asks the priest how he looks and the priest is like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> he's very disappointed that no one's going to tell him he looks good in that priest outfit. Uh, and then we're back down in the mines and – uh, Jamie falls off a cliff and there's this moment where Ben and uh, one of the other dudes are trying to pull Jamie up in the cliff. And it's a really big struggle uh, for the two of them to pull him up. And I got to say, I really respect the struggle here because typically when you watch stuff and somebody falls off and they lift them up, it's usually done like really easily. Yeah. You know, like like they just kind of pull them up and it's like, OK, pulling up a human being with one arm would be like almost impossible. Right. I was uh, watching and, this and I was like, oh, man, that's not how you pick somebody up. You're going to dislocate your shoulder. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you feel it here. Whereas like in most stuff, you just watch them do it and you're like, oh, OK, I, I don't think that that would be that easy. Um, so I really like the struggle that mm-hmm. they have here. Uh, I think that's really good. And then at one point they have to do some ADR with Jamie where he's like, I think I have a foot, a, a foot holding because at one point he's obviously standing on something. <laughs> um, and so they had to like ADR that in. Uh, I really liked that. That was really great. Um, and then uh, 
the priest takes the doctor into to talk to the the king of Atlantis, and he's like, "Okay, listen, the professor dude is crazy." And he's like, he's like, how do you know he's crazy? Because when he talks, his eyes light up like this. <laughs> and he looks at the king with, with crazy eyes and he's like, okay, well, I don't, I'm not into all this that you've got going on. I've already called the professor. Here he is now. Professor, do with them as you will. And then that's how part two ends. Yes. Yes. So I got to say, of all the episodes to get back, I'm glad that it's part two because part two is awesome. Yeah. I have a soft spot for something that happens in part three, but we'll get to it. Right. But like, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I love I love a lot of the craziness of part three, but like part two has so much running around mm-hmm. in it um, and it's in it's. I, and I mean, we get all of like the great, we get like the great like doctor, we get the doctor in two different outfits. Yeah, in honestly, yeah, honestly, uh, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, unless I can't really remember the first if the first story was like this, but I know for sure the Highlanders wasn't a real episode. You know, I mean, you know, like a proper episode. So I think this is my first time seeing Troughton like moving yeah. and talking at the same time. You're right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this is the um, the earliest existing Troughton episode. Yep. Yeah, so it was it was fun finally getting to see, you know, I don't want to say what the fuss was about, but, you know, he is kind of one of the more celebrated doctors. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it was cool getting to see him in action. I saw a lot of 12 in him or like, you know, I saw a lot of like it, what what Capaldi must have drawn inspiration from, you know, mm. Um. So that was interesting. And yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just, um, it's actually, it's actually, uh, Matt Smith is who pulls like all of his inspiration for his doctor comes from Trout. Yes. And I didn't see that so much in this story, but oh. I'm, or at least me personally, but, um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of him. Yeah. Trout's great. Mm-hmm. Are there any more how how many more like fully missing stories do we have of Troughton? Um fully missing? Yeah. I don't know. I think there's at least one episode. I could be wrong though. Uh, but I think there's it, at least are there one any existing that exists for Are there any people. existing stories in Evil of the Daleks? I don't know. I can't remember. I think, anyway. I think one part might exist. Um, okay. Because I know, like, the, the Yetis in the Underground, that episode exists. Right. And then the rest of it doesn't. And then right. maybe Fury from the Deep doesn't. Okay. Which is sad, because Fury from the Deep is really good. Um, but okay. it's been a while since I've Troutoned. <sighs> I love Troutin. Good so stuff. good. Uh, so tell us about part three, Nick. I would love to. So part three opens with um, the doctor trying to protect Rambo from uh, Rambo. telling <laughs> from, from telling him that uh, he has been tricked by the doctor. But Ramo Ramo stands up for himself and says that, you know, 
Zaroff's kind of a tool. I never liked him. Uh, he's a silly man. And so the doctor and Ramo are led away to uh, be fed to the sharks. Meanwhile, uh, Zaroff turns to the king of Atlantis and says, like, hey, you know, just, you know, literally everything that that dude was saying was, like, not true. I'm like, you know, you're my ride or die. Like, I'm not going to try and mess up, our, <laughs> mess up our relationship. And the doctor's like, okay, cool. I, 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 I trust you. You seem like a trustworthy dude. Uh, your name's Zaroff. So um, the doctor and Ramo are brought by uh, the high priest and uh, presented to the uh, the idol of something called Omdo. <laughs> And uh, they're about to be beheaded and sacrificed and fed to the sharks, as is the Atlantean way. Um, when a voice seems to emit from the statue of Omdo, um, and it's like, bow your heads, you, you Atlantean shits. <laughs> and uh, and the doctor's like right away is like, oh, that's Polly. But um, he doesn't say I anything. Love that it's, I love that it's Polly. Yeah, it's really that's good. my favorite part because you think it's because it does it and then Ben pokes his head out. And it's like, it's me. It's me. Yeah. But then yeah. it's not. It's it's Polly. Polly's the one on the mic being like, oh, <laughs> I like it, though. I, li- I like that Polly gets to do something other than get get captured. Oh, it's my favorite. I love that. It's Polly. That's mm-hmm. oh, that's great. And this this head, it looks like the head from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like, yeah, yes. it really does. Yeah. Um I lo- I would love to go back and figure out what this does to Atlantean culture in that like the voice of their deity is that of a woman. <laughs> well, um, I think the it's a goddess anyway. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, it has an o at the end of it, so I just assume that it's a bo- a boy god. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> but that's my that's my stuff. That's my cultural baggage that I have to deal with. That's true. <laughs> um so prepare for the wrath of the silver snakes and the purple monkeys. <laughs> Do the physical challenge. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I always wanted to That show always looked really fun except for the part where those grown men in costumes would come and just like get all in the personal space of the kids and like carry them away. That always bothered me when I was a kid too. I was, I was like that didn't look fun at all. Like these weird grown-ups are just like groping you and carrying you. <laughs> Yeah, that like would not happen today. No, no. Um, I always wanted one kid to just like, just like shiv one of those guys like on instinct. <laughs> you guys gonna watch the the Legends of the Hidden Temple movie? Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be weird. <laughs> what team would the Doctor be on? Mm. <laughs> Probably depend on the Doctor. That's true. Eleven would totally like, be a, a blue one. Blue one. Uh, yeah, Capaldi's a silver snake, no mm. question. Mm. Faster. <laughs> Do it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so they rise from their prayer and realize that the the doctor and Rambo are gone, and uh, Lolum is like, "It's a miracle! It's a miracle!" And the statue has a mouthpiece that was a. Uh, designed for people to sound like their words are coming from the idol, which raises a lot of questions, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> about Atlantis culture. Yeah. Um, but, but we don't really I have just love the idea that generations of priests have just been too bit, too lazy to clean behind the statue. And so none of them know that it's not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very, 
Yeah, some some one day like a young Atlantean kid is going to like be like just, you know, dicking around by that God statue and notice the mouthpiece and just like, oh, my God, it's all a lie. It's all been a lie. And now I can be king. No, I can be God. <laughs> I become I God. I'm the leader now. <laughs> we, can, we can be gods. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I am your God now. <laughs> uh. Send the gold to Shibalba. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so meanwhile, Zaroff is talking to Thaus and saying that uh, he only needs two more days for his deeply stupid, flawed plan to come to fruition. Um, The high priest enters and tells them about the miracle as Zarif is like, that's not a miracle. Your gods aren't even real. That must have been a trick or something. And uh, orders that uh, Atlantis be searched, even though Thaus is like, I don't know. Sounds like a miracle Maybe. to me. Yeah. And Zarif's like, no, it's for sure not because your 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 deities are false. Um, none of them are real. I hate to break it to you. Uh, oh, what's that? What's that? Uh, what? What's the? What's the guy that? Um, the uh, the guy everybody hates. That's uh, uh, he. He's like an ultra left. That that everyone. Bill Maher. Oh, uh, Bill Maher. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pulling. He's pulling a real Bill Maher. This no, guy. Your gods is not real. <laughs> Muslim people aren't smart because if they were smart, they would be white. My God. Oh, my God. (sighs) Professor Bill Maher. Oh, God. That'd be terrible. Bill Bill Maher would be a great Doctor Who villain, actually. (laughs) Women. Anyway, sorry. Uh, He's the worst. Yeah. Uh, so inside of the uh, the the idol, uh, the doctor is, is scheming up with a plan. Uh, Sean and Jacko, who I love, uh, will convince the the fish people to stop supplying the plankton to Atlantis, and then everyone else will carry off Zarkov. So the doctor and Polly disguise themselves as Atlanteans in the marketplace. While Jamie and Benjamin disguise themselves as guards, um, so they manage to avoid all the real guards, and uh, they they trick Zaroff away, and uh, they lead him into the temple where they capture him. <sighs> Just need a minute. So meanwhile, <laughs> Sean and Jacko come to a cliff where the fish people are. There's really no other way to say it. They're kind of like they're bathing, uh, kind of like, you know, mermaids in Peter Pan style. Mm-hmm. And then Sean just kind of insults them for five minutes. And he's like, look at you. <laughs> you stupid fish people. You're slaves. You're all slaves. You're all a bunch of dirty slaves. You used to be fish people and now you're just slaves. Uh, and the fish people. And before that, you were regular people. And now you're fish people. Because you got needles. Fish people were also slaves. Yes, you're dead. He's not very good at he's not very good at 
the guy at the, and, and the, at the insults. <laughs> and the fish people are like, he's right. <laughs> Throw rocks at him. Throw rocks at him. <laughs> uh, so Zaroff is telling the doctor that all of this is for naught, that he's going to raise Atlantis and crack the earth in two. Um, and the doctor's like, um, we'll see about that because I'm the doctor and <laughs> I invented this. So Zoroff gets angry and he starts like throwing a weird fit. Um, the doctor and the doctor takes Ben and Jamie to the laboratory to check on Zoroff's progress progress while Polly and uh, Rama are like making sure that Zoroff doesn't do anything. Meanwhile, a service is going on outside so that the doctor and his companions can hide until it's finished. Meanwhile, inside the, the idol, Zaroff is like, hey, look, about all that stuff I said earlier, I don't mean it. Um, would you like to pray with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I, I said a bunch of stuff about your gods not being real, but I was wrong. It's it's really real. Would you like to pray with me? Would you just bow your, just pray with me? <laughs> Rama's like, well, I mean, who am I to res- who am I to turn away a prayer? You know, Atlantean Jesus says that, you know, <laughs> one that turns away from, you know, he that falls from the anyway. So like, yeah, they're. Some <laughs> Polly's like, yeah, go ahead, pray with. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm from England. I kind of have a loose. I don't really have a firm relationship with my God anyway, so you can kind of do whatever. So, <laughs> oh um, so. <laughs> So, like, a scuffle breaks out between them, and uh, Zaroff literally stabs Ramo and uh, holds Polly hostage. So, Polly's back doing her thing. Uh, so, meanwhile, the service has finished, and so the doctor decides that he and Jamie should go back and ask Ramo for directions. Uh, meanwhile, Ramo kind of comes out, having been stabbed, and says, hey, uh, I, I the old the old come pray with me trick. I fell for it. Uh now <laughs> I die. So he dies. The doctor sends Jamie after Polly whilst he and Ben go back to the laboratory. Jamie catches up with Polly and saves him from Zarboff. A uh, fight breaks out between them. Zaroff appears to have the upper hand, but then Sean and Jacko come in and join the fight and then Zaroff goes and hides in the cave. And uh, Polly decides that they need that that uh, handmaiden, Aura, to help reunite them and the doctor. So, back at the council chamber, the king is informed by Damon, remember him, of the revolt of the fish people. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> earlier, something amazing happened. Mm-hmm. The fish people staged a revolution. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to verbal. Okay. So if you, if you go on our Twitter account at TDC pod, I, I uploaded like a little 20 second video clip of them doing this, but they're kind of just, it's this really kind of beautiful, bizarre kind of haunting montage of the, of the fish people like dancing and swimming towards the camera while this like really eerie electronic score is playing. Yeah. It's like something that would play at a, at a, at a, at a drug party in the, in the (laughs) sixties, like in the background. So that happens and it's, and it's really, it's really special to me. Uh, (laughs) 
so Damon's like, hey, the fish are doing some weird stuff. <laughs> might want to like check it out. And then Zoroth enters and then he goes, no, forget the fish people. They're stupid and they should all be killed. And Thaos is like, well, all right. I don't I'm not into that. So like you're not the king. So I'm going to arrest you. And then Zoroth uh, kills. Wait, does he kill? Yeah, he, he will. He shoots Thaos and then he kills two of the guards. And he's like, now that I'm the king, nothing will stop me. And I'm going to crack the earth like an egg. And that's where episode three ends. He, he says, nothing in the world can stop me now, which is the second time uh, a cliffhanger in Classic Who has used a very similar phrase. Yeah, but that yes. one is like the best. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's what that's what's so weird because it's exactly the same cliffhanger, except the difference is who's saying it and why. Right. And I just I find that I just find that really interesting. I don't know. But uh I wish we were watching that instead of this. <laughs> I well, I mean, you could say that about literally any story. That's true. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Do they have weird fish people dances? No, but they have they have cave dinosaurs. Mm. Aren't they like giant bats? Yeah, whatever it is, they are. <laughs> I don't know, cave beasts, um, and a and a and a Mexican wrestler villain. Oh, uh, Frank! Did you say villain or villa? Villain. villain. Okay, I thought you said a Mexican wrestler <laughs> villa. Just the whole villa full of just luchadors. That would be incredible. <laughs> Hello. Hola. Welcome. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> All right. Bring us home. Bring uh, us home, Cass. Okay. So. Part four. Part four. Uh, the doctor and Ben uh, discover all these bodies left in Zaroff's crazy wake. Um, and the two guards that he shot are dead, but I guess the king is only wounded, uh, which is convenient. So they drag him back to the temple. Um, and Sean and Jacko are just kind of standing there. And they're like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Let's just leave. Um and the doctor drags the king back and he's like, we got to stop Zaroff. He's crazy. He's he's about to do the thing. We got to stop him. Um, so the doctor is going to instead flood the rest of Atlantis in order to uh, keep Zaroff from blowing up the world, uh, which is the craziest sentence I've said today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, so he he's like, okay, you, Sean and Jacko, you are going to be on um, evacuation duty and me and Ben are going to are flood, flood Atlantis. Um, so Zaroff hears that all these workers that are supposed to be digging uh, in the, through the Earth's crust for him um, are, are freaking out because there's now a food shortage because the, the plankton that the fish people harvest for them and Zaroff turns into food only lasts for like two hours. So you can't store any of it. Um, so now there's like now a famine. Um, so everyone's freaking out and 
it's like Mad Max. They're just like scavenging for food and like, killing each other and stuff. Um, and so Ben and the jo- the doctor they they sneak into the generating station where the drill is. Um, and Ben's dressed as a guard again, and he pretends that he captured the doctor. And they knock out this guy uh, who's just doing his job, and they make the I guess there's like a nuclear reactor in all of this too. So there's not only like a drill and people mining, but there's also a nuclear reactor. Um, so they make the, the reactor overload before going back to Zaroff's lab to confront him. Uh, and Jamie and Polly are kind of wandering through the caves um, and trying to find a way out. And there's like radiation and the wall starts to crumble and water starts to flood uh, because of just stuff that's happening. And they need to get out of there before they drown. So they choose this path and it's going to be awesome, but it's going it's a dead end. And so Sean and Jacko are doing their civic duty and trying to get everybody out. But then they hear this rumbling and they're like, oh, time to leave. Um and Damon, uh, bushy eyebrows surgeon, uh, is just kind of there and he's just like, oh, my work, my life's work, it's all ruined. And they escape, uh, the temple's destroyed because just everything is shaking and crumbling. Uh, the king is wounded and dying and he's like, oh, the priest was in there and they're just like, whatever, leave him. <laughs> <laughs> priest guy um who we like never interacted once <laughs> but oh, no. uh so zaroff is kind of freaking out because the reactor is overloading and ruining everything so he's like okay you know i wanted to do this two days from now but we're gonna do it now i'm gonna break the world so it's gonna happen in five minutes and the <laughs> the doctor shows up and he's like, hey, so you guys that are still working for this crazy guy, you know what Zara's going to do, right? And they're just like, what, really? And he's like, yeah. And so they leave. Um, <laughs> so Zaroff is just kind of alone and he locks himself in his lab with yeah. all the controls. And... He's like, now you can never stop me. I'm going to blow up the world and I'm going to do it by myself. And like, I'm not, it's the craziest thing. You stupid assholes. Yeah. (laughs) He literally like locks himself out. There's no way of escaping. He's just going to blow up the world. Um, So Ben hears uh, the water flooding in and he, he's, he's like, doctor, I'm out. And, so <laughs> I'm just gonna He's like, oh, it's been nice knowing you. I'm leaving now. So the doctor is kind of still trying to get Zaroff to reason with him, even though he's literally crazy. And Zaroff's like, I'm gonna push the button, and the doctor's like, Well, it's hard to do that when it's in the dark, and he pulls the plugs <laughs> again, which is the best. Um <laughs> and Zaroff's like, oh, you're silly. So he unlocks the lab. I guess there's like a gate or uh, like a wall or a partition. So the the wall comes up and he has a gun again. And he's like, okay, well, I want to be able to see the world explode. So I'm going to turn the lights back on. 
And Ben comes back and, like, he... I don't even know what he does, but he pushes Zaraf out of the way and locks... We should state that this is another lost episode. We didn't actually yeah, yeah, see yeah. this one. Um, so oh, right, yeah. There's a scuffle. So Ben... Ben shows up and knocks Zaraf down, and it triggers the partition in his lab. So Zaraf is now locked in his lab, but not where the controls are. So he is just out of luck, and Ben and the doctor leave. And the doctor's like, hey, so maybe we shouldn't murder this guy, even though he's crazy. Uh, but there's a convenient rock fall, so they have to go on their way. And the water, water, um, like rises and it's really kind of like water rises. I don't know. It's kind of, um, weird because for a lot of the reconstruction, there's little bits of film that were censored from some of the episodes where they aired. So anything particularly violent or just scary, um, which is like the best parts, they exist. Mm. So there's this part where you can see him, uh, Zaroff, kind of reaching through this gate trying to hit the big red button to make the world explode. Um, but this water is just kind of rising and he just goes under. And then that's the last you see of him. Um, so it's really, I don't know, it's kind of visceral. Um, so... That they save the day, but they, you know, flood Atlantis and uh, Polly and Jamie find a way out. Um, They've been wandering through the caves and they finally find a way out and they reach the surface eventually. And Jamie's like, hey, so I know we just met, but it's probably like the doctor and Ben probably drowned. So we're stuck together. Hey, girl. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Uh, your friends are dead, but uh, I'm here. Uh, so these the the ref like the Atlanteans start coming to the surface, uh, and they escape. And you know we have our our Atlantean friends, Era and the King and the uh, bushy eyebrows, and they're like, "Oh man, the doctor's probably dead." Um. So he like the king. He wants to, like, create a memorial for the Doctor, um, but the bushy eyebrow guy is just like, none of your idol worship. Where this is the new Atlantis now, where it's science and stuff. And yeah. so <laughs> no, it's, ben, like that weird, it's like that weird society that Neil deGrasse Tyson keeps trying to push on us. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it's a like, world where everyone it's just, like Plato's uses Republic. logic all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um... Rationalia. That's what it's called. Rationalia. Rationalia. Oh, God. That's literally Plato's Republic. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) so Ben and the doctor, despite all the odds, uh, do not drown. And they make their way up. And Ben's like, oh, man, I wonder if Polly's alive. And they they kind of just mourn the doctor and Ben around the TARDIS. And then the doctor and Ben are like, hey, we're alive. So they they're like, oh, that's awesome. So they leave in the TARDIS. Don't leave without Petrie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Jacko and Sean are just like, oh, that's weird. It's a police box. Look, it's disappearing. How about that? And they're in the TARDIS and Jamie's like, hey, man, I have no idea what happened, but it's been fun. It's been real. Uh, 
And they they joke about the doctor not being able to control the TARDIS, and everyone has a laugh about it. And then he like like fiddles with something on the console, and then the TARDIS just freaks out, and then that's how the episode ends. Yeah, they're like the TARDIS is having a freak out. <laughs> I I love the bit where Jamie's just like like so. What did you think of your first adventure? And he's like, well, as you may have noticed, I don't know a great many things. and i don't know how this thing works so that's not really any different from any other thing i don't know so i'll just accept it it's fine yeah i I love that i'll just roll on jamie Um, oh jamie is the best don't know much about history yeah don't know much biology This was some good Jamie. I'm actually uh, – I'm sad that we're covering the moon base next because it means no Jamie or at least very minimal Jamie. Oh, is Jamie in the next thing we're covering? I mean I mean in, in the next second Doctor story. Oh, OK. Well, is he not yeah. in that? He, it's, it, he's asleep the whole time. Oh, OK. Yeah. That's, That's awesome though. He's just, he's just asleep the whole time? Yeah. He's like in a he's in like a cyber coma or something. Oh, okay. I just wanted it to just be that he was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah. That's uh that's a bummer. They waste no time getting back to those Cybermen. Yeah, they really think we like those. Yeah. Cause you he just had the, the story where Troughton regenerates is a or, mm-hmm. or that or, or that Hartnell regenerates into Troughton is a Cyberman story. And now we're like three episodes later, we're going to be in Cyberman territory again. Yeah. Which is That's Cyberman country. Yeah. I'm sad Tomb of the Cybermen is so far away because it's so far away. <laughs> that's that's like my favorite. Like Cyberman yeah. story, I think. Yeah, that's that's exciting because I don't have one yet. Yeah. Tomb of, oh. Tomb of the Cybermen is really good. Uh, it it probably is the best one. I mean, I can't offhand think of a better one. So yeah. Um, the invasion's also really good. But oh man, that's that's true. It's good for different reasons. That is very true. <laughs> man, that would be tough to get between. God, he he he. I mean, he technically he has like three Cybermen stories. Is that right? He has more than three, I think. Moonbase. Because isn't there another one with Zoe? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Tomb of the Cyberman. Because I, I think the um the little cyberbug things. Aren't those in Tomb of the Cyberman? I think so. Oh, isn't Zoe's first episode a Cyberman story? What episode is that? Uh, Wheel in Space. Oh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So there you go. Four. <laughs> uh, anyway. Of space. Good old Cyberman. Oh, we didn't talk about my favorite, favorite, favorite moment in this entire story. Oh. Which is when they're chanting and then they stop chanting and Ben, Jamie, and the doctor all have those stupid fish masks and they all rise up above the wall at the same time oh yeah <laughs> it's the best 
My my favorite part part I think is uh, I mean there's a lot, but I really love the bit where they're first being taken away. Uh, the the doctor and the priest guy are being taken away into the room to get decapitated. Yeah, and as they're walking away, uh, the professor is like, uh, the professor's like, okay, well, bye, doctor. This is what you get for. Uh, you know, being a being a real pain in my ass. The doctor's <laughs> like, the doctor's like, oh, but we'll see each other again. And he's like, no, you'll be dead. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't think I will. He's like, no, you're definitely gonna be dead. And he's like, until I see you again. And he's like, you Shut will up. not be alive anymore. <laughs> like they just keep going back and forth. They just don't. They each want to be need to be the person that has the final word. It's so good. Um, oh, I, yeah, I like the part where the fish people were swimming. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was it was funny, but also a little scary. Yeah, they were creepy. Yeah, there there's some creepy looking. They kind of. Um, did you guys ever see uh, uh, a movie called A Town Called Panic? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's like a weird no. little stop motion French movie about a horse named Horse. Uh, <laughs> but at one point they go underwater and they find like mer people and they kind of look like these. Oh, that's the reason fun. I know how to say the word horse in French. Nice. Ah, there you go. <laughs> because that's his name, and they say it a bunch. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what's next, Scott and Cassandra? Uh, next is the most metal Doctor Who title of all time. Yeah. Oh, Ambassadors yeah. of Death. The Ambassadors oh, nice. of Death. <laughs> yeah. Is is this the first um story <laughs> that was directed by a woman? No, she had directed another one before oh, this. Which one? Yeah. Uh, I already closed the tab. Cast. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll look. <laughs> Tomb of the women. Um, I forget. I forget. Oh, the what. smugglers. The smugglers. Yeah. Eh, okay. eh. Rachel Talali is directing some episodes of the DCW this year. Yeah, I saw that. I think she's already done that. I think, yeah, she directed an episode of The Flash I haven't seen yet because it's season two. Right. Um, yeah, I'm bummed. I wish – I don't know who's directing uh, Captain Marvel, but I, I, I'm i sad that it's not Talali. I don't, even, I don't even think she was ever in the running, but – Yeah, it should be her. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Um, oh, I don't think they've said that it's not her, have they? I, just, I don't remember her like being in, on the short list. Well, yeah, but – I mean, if if you remember, I mean, there was a lot of people on the on the Black Panther uh, short list, and none of them got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Went to someone else. So Went to uh, Ryan Coogler. Right. Man uh, who turned the, down. The rightful king. The rightful king of Wakanda. The man that turned down an invitation to the Academy because he was like, nah, son. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that... That seems weird. He had he had a, he had a cool reason. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, um, was it because he he felt that it was only he was only getting the offer because he's black? No, I think he was like I would feel weird like voting on like other artists. Oh, okay. He was like I just I would feel weird like choosing over people. Oh, all right, fair enough. 
Um, yeah, so we'll be back with the Ambassadors of Death. We'll be covering parts one through three next week. Uh, it's another seven-parter. So one through three next week, and then four through seven the week after that. Ambassadors of Death is phenomenal. Mm. Some really good uh, Third Doctor action. Uh, so that'll be a really fun one. Really looking forward to watching that. Really looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, so we'll be doing that next week. In the meantime, you can go to our website, DuelingGenre.com, where you can check out our other podcasts like uh, Back to the Future Minute and now Lord of the Rings Minute. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Cassandra's been uh, – Cassandra and Norman, uh, they've got Lord of the Rings Minute. It's a really great show. Thank check you. that out. If, it's it's I would say it's like hanging out with Cassandra on Sundays, but you guys all know what that's like because you do it every week. That's wow. true. It's a different vibe. It's <laughs> it a is much a, different vibe. It's a much different vibe. Uh <laughs> it's really, really great though. Uh so go check that out if you like Lord of the Rings or even if you just like the movies, like it's really interesting because I've never read the books. So What? All of the I don't like high fantasy. We've been over this. Um, okay, we'll save it for when you're guesting. <laughs> yeah, so I've never read I I've never read the books. I've just seen the movies, and so like listening to them talk about like all the crazy nerd Cimmerillion stuff is like really cool. <laughs> um, because I learn a lot. It's fun. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Get, uh, uh, back to the Future minutes on hiatus until next year. Uh, but we'll be back with part three uh, next year. Uh, Geek by Night. Uh, should be hopefully back by hiatus from hiatus by now, by the time this comes out or is just about to something like that. Um, definitely the month of October for sure. Oh, good. Uh, so, uh, that's geek by night. Go check that out. Go to duelinggenre.com slash support. You'll go to our Patreon page and you can see all of our stretch goals. We've recently lowered our stretch goal for the, um, or the uh, Doctor's Companion live episodes. So we're going to do that at the five hundred dollar yeah. level. Thanks, now. guys. Yeah, <laughs> we lowered that uh, so that you know. Hopefully, we can entice some people to to get on board for that. Uh, if we do a live episode, we'll live stream the episode, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, the Peter Cushing as Doctor Who, uh, a man named mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, in Doctor Who and the Daleks. And I'll probably be Peter Cushing when we record that. It's going to roll on past. Uh, <laughs> you can email the show, contact at the Dodgers Companion.us. Uh, we're on Twitter at TDC Pod. We're on Tumblr, though I never use it because I'm bad at it. Um, but uh, I really, I, I need, don't you, don't you have, I think the so. Doctor's Companion Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Cast would be like be be yeah. more apt at it. You should Am I you need like a social media ambassador of death? At least for <laughs> for the yeah, for, for TDC I think you should be, but Okay. Um, I love anyway. my game. Okay. Uh and of course a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. And uh we'll be back next week with the Ambassadors of Death. Yeah.